What's up, everybody? If you haven't already, go to my Twitter page and follow the podcast page at Delo Speaks. You can follow my personal page at Ask Me Sucker. And I want to say happy Juneteenth to all my black people out there. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, everybody? I'm back with another episode of D-Lo Speaks. If you haven't already, follow my podcast page on Twitter at d Speaks. And you can follow my personal page at Ask Me Sucker. And you can also follow my Instagram at d da kid So I want to just say happy Juneteenth to all my brothers and sisters out there. All my black people, I'm hoping y'all having a good day. I'm hoping that nobody tried y'all today and y'all had to smack them up real quick. But you know, I think it's time for black people to celebrate what's going on right now. Well, celebrate Juneteenth, but also be aware of what's going on right now. That's a better way to put it. So, for the people who may not know or really understand what Juneteenth is. Basically, I've been seeing like a lot of tweets or, you know, different people or hearing different people within a conversation saying that, you know, Juneteenth was when all the slaves were free and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not true. All slaves were not freed. But... However, enslaved Americans in Texas learned that they were free from slavery two years later after the emancipation was, you know, presented. Of course, the school system, it teaches us history, but it doesn't really go into depth. They don't really explain what actually took place. And that's because they want to make sure that the privileged gets more of the credit for stuff that they really didn't do. Or they want to make it seem as though, um, how can I say this? Black people pretty much hold a, um, hold some type blame for the actions that they create upon black people. So basically they want justification. So just a small example with Dr. Martin Luther King, he was assassinated. Yes. However, he didn't die from the gunshot. He was smothered. Somebody smothered him with a pillow when he got to the hospital. But in school, they teach us that he was shot. And he was killed. That's not true. So, about Juneteenth. Basically, in the history books, they give credit to Abraham Lincoln. Of course, he did um, issue the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. However, two years later... They announced that the free slaves were free. Of course, slaves didn't really have the opportunity to have education um, or, you know, they couldn't really read or write. So, you know, this is just something that they wasn't aware of. And the people weren't even trying to um, enforce it or even let them know that this was going on. Hey, y'all are free. They don't want to do that. But I want y'all to keep that in the back of y'all mind because later... On the next topic that I speak on, I'm going to get, you know, kind of dig a little deeper into the reason why I personally feel white people do some of the stuff that they do currently. But of course, it's not all white people, but it's the ones who are racist. But like I said, they didn't put a rush or anything on it to be like, hey, y'all are free. And I personally feel that they didn't do that because... They wanted to still have control. That's how I look at it. That's how I'm always going to view it. And that's just how I feel about it. So, with that being said, 
I do want to read something that I found on um in this article. And basically, you know, it highlights what's going on um around the situation when with Juneteenth. But it says the announcement actually urged freed men and freed women to stay with their hold on to stay with their former owners now this is what it says general order number three as read by general granger the people of texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation form the executive of the united states all slaves are free This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freed men are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. Now, me listening to that, it seems as though they still limit how free they were and they still try to control them even after being free they tried to control what they do and how they maneuver throughout the world and that's just how i'm looking at it now others may look at it a different way or see it a different way but this is how i'm seeing it so you know if you ask me if i was enslaved and you know they Announced two years later after the Emancipation um, Proclamation that, hey, y'all are free. And they learned that they gave them the opportunity to stay with their former slave owner. But of course, I wouldn't want to do that because you put me through all of this hardship over the years. I don't want to deal with that. So, of course, you know, some of them weren't interested And staying with their former masters. So they scattered. And I don't blame them. I would scatter as well. I would go somewhere else. Where I'm welcome. Or. Figure out a way. To build myself. And my family. Or whoever is around me. And try to. Gain my acceptance. I mean not really showing really you don't have to gain acceptance but at that point in time you will have to gain some type of set um acceptance because you were an ex-slave but like i said some of them scattered they was looking for a welcoming home or maybe family members that they were separated from so stuff like that you know during that time there was a lot of stuff that the history books didn't even touch. And again, that's because the privilege wants to make sure that they water it down or dress it up just enough so that you would get a small amount of um, information that could just get you along the way. Because even now, looking back, there's a lot of stuff within history that I don't know about. And I'm not going to pretend that I do. Because it's still a learning process. There's so much within black history that you have to unpack that it's going to take all day long to get it. And I understand that, but I'm going to speak on the level of educating everybody else. You know, for the ones who may be like me and don't even really know it like that. They know the history, but not as in-depth as they should know it. And that's because, like, again... The privilege, water it down just enough to get us by. So anyway, continuing to move on, these ex-slaves were trying to, you know, have a better life. They've been um, someone else's property for all these years. They couldn't do what they want. They wanted to be free. But think about it. 
they wanted to be free, but these these owners wasn't really feeling that because they still wanted to have some type um control over these um black people and they wanted to keep their property close. So when they realized that hey, we've now revealed to them that you're free. Even after they wasn't in a rush to tell them that they were free. They knew it was coming. They're going to want to leave. I don't want you owning me. Well, you can't own me no more. So I don't even want to be around you. And the owners felt some type of way about that. So, of course, they're going to do what they've been doing all these years. Even in the present moment now. They're going to murder them. Plain and simple. They're going to take their life because they feel as though their property should stay with them. They feel as though their property shouldn't even be trying to leave because they probably feel like in their mind that their property can't even maneuver through the real world without the help of them. They feel as though they have some type of, I guess I could say cooth. To even be on this high horse and that somebody should worship them at their feet and all this other stuff. No. Let these people be free. They announced that they were free. Let them be free. Let them go. But of course, they murdered them. They didn't want them to be free. They would hang them. They would shoot them. They would do everything in their power to make sure that... They weren't free. Even after it's been announced. So, again, it's crazy. All of the stuff that took place back then, after they were, you know, after the 19th of June, when it was announced that they were free, a lot of stuff took place. Stuff that we probably felt like, hey, well, you know, they was free. They had nothing to worry about. No. They still had stuff to worry about. They wanted to celebrate just like everybody else. They wanted to celebrate that they were free. And like I said before, not all of them were free. Texas is a big state. So you got to understand, during those times, it ain't like now. See, we have social media now. We have phones. We have access to a lot of stuff. So something can happen right now and within... 30 seconds, everybody in the whole world already know about it. Why? Because social media is big. But see, back then, a lot of stuff traveled by word of mouth. So the information got around slower. That's why not all of them were free at that time. But, however, like I said before, the white people wanted to limit their options. So they wanted to celebrate that they were no longer slaves. But... The white people limited that. Segregation laws was going on during that time. So you got to understand, black people weren't allowed to be on the same property or go in the same bathrooms or whatever it was with white people. They didn't want that. They wanted to stay separated. So guess what the black people did? And this happened in the 1870s, something I didn't even know about. They pooled together. And purchased 10 acres of land. With $800. They purchased 10 acres of land. To celebrate Juneteenth. Now see I didn't know that. But that was also a smart thing to do. And it's smart because again. These laws were going on at the, at the same time. So. Those were like challenges that they had to face, even though they were free. That was still a challenge. And it was a challenge because, again, they weren't that educated. They couldn't read. They couldn't write. And so a lot of stuff they would have to learn as it happened. They didn't have the same luxury that we have now. And even then, if they did, the white people would still water it down just enough for them to get by. They don't want them to know too much because if they know too much, that's power for us. Black people 
understand that knowledge is power. And see, we went through a lot of hardship. So we understand and we know and we catch on quick. White people don't like that. So with all that being said, I do want to say again, happy Juneteenth to all my black brothers and sisters out there. And I will provide the link to the website that I was reading off of. And maybe it could help the next person and spread awareness. I'll be right back with my next topic. Alright y'all, so we back. I want to speak on this topic for a minute because it's going to tie into what I want to talk about last. However, I'll probably just merge them together. But it's a lot of stuff that has been happening lately within this world that a lot of black people are tired of. And I'm one of these black people who are tired of it. It's exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. And I'm just... It's sad when I've gotten to the point where it's like, okay... I should not be walking around or feeling like I have to walk around with my guard up because people, specifically white people who are racist, are walking around in this world just to test black people. And it's annoying, it's irritating, and it's getting on my nerves. But, however, lately... The main topic that I've been seeing floating around is systemic racism. And I want to make sure that people understand exactly what that is. So in the most simplest term, systemic racism is basically expressed within the system. It's, I mean, it's just like that, straight to the point. And... The reason I say that is because it can lead to issues like discrimination within the um, the criminal justice system, housing, the healthcare system, employment, education, all of this. Think about it. If you're a white man who commits a crime... You serve lesser time than you would if a black man committed a crime. You have black people out here who got locked up over a small amount of marijuana. But you have white people... Well, hold on, let's backtrack. You have black people out here who's locked up for having a small amount of marijuana and they're getting over 25 years. But you have white people who could commit the same crime and get less. Possibly a couple of years, maybe a couple of months in parole or probation or community service or whatever. They're going to soften it up for the white people. But black people gets the worst end of the stick. Systemic racism. Housing. Housing often... Um, affects low-income families. If you're not as wealthy, you know, it's going to, like, mess you up. Think about different states where black people have to get housing and they kind of, like, they have to get the messed-up apartment versus somebody who's wealthy enough. They can get a good apartment or a good house or whatever the case is. Or just depends on where you live at. Systemic racism. Healthcare. We will always get the most basic healthcare if you're not working a good job. And it sucks, but it, it's the truth. It happens. And that's because they want to make sure that white people get the best health care that they can. And they're going to give black people just enough to get by. And I read an article somewhere where um, this was back when COVID-19 was 
like real major and it was just like hitting us in the face even though they knew about it ever since last year november december sometime maybe around like october but when it finally hit the united states and people started taking it seriously and different front um frontline workers were speaking out and saying different things in videos about what was going on they were making sure that if any black person caught the virus and you know with insurance and all these different things like that if it wasn't up to the standards of what the hospital wanted or what the doctors were getting they were taking that um taking the stuff away from the black people and making sure that the white people got the the correct care that they needed forget what the black people got going on over here if your money ain't talking we ain't talking to you so they go to the ones that you know who gonna make sure that money talk again systemic racism employment you can try to get on a good job you meet the criteria everything if that person not feeling you guess what you're not gonna be employed and it happens to a lot of black people. A lot of black people holds the right amount of education that they need and probably more to work on a lot of um, very high level jobs. And they could get turned around at the door. And me personally, I feel like when they tell you that you overqualified, I feel like that's just their way of turning you down. And mainly, I feel like a lot of black people get that type statement saying that they're overly qualified. How can you be overly qualified for a job when, in fact, you get on this job, you go for training, you learn new stuff as you go. You're qualified to do the job because you're learning. If you apply for the job, you want to learn about the job. You want to work on the job. You went to school for the job or whatever the case is. And you're familiar with what's going on, but you still have to learn it because you never worked on that specific job a day in your life as a black person. And you go walking up in there with your confidence high and they have to turn you around and tell you, oh, you're overqualified because they're looking at your credentials. They're looking at your resume. They're looking at what you hold. But what they don't understand is that you can hold everything that you have right then and there, but you still have to learn about a company. So you're not even giving black people enough chance to even learn or work for you. Again, they're going to turn you around and say that you overqualified. Systemic racism. Education. Now we all know that we got some of these professors and teachers out here who go up to black people and they have this way they have this way of talking these white people have a way of talking to black people trying to make them feel less of a person trying to make them feel as though we understand that you're not white and because you're black we're going to take time with you because we understand that you don't fully understand what's going on or what I'm teaching. So I'm going to make sure that I, you know, I, I take extra time on you. But the white people in the class, you know, I don't have to worry about them because I know they'll catch on quick. But you, I just want to make sure that you understand before I move forward. This is what they really want to say. But they don't say that. They keep asking you these little questions in these little high-pitched voices trying to make it seem like they so concerned and that you have this brilliant brain and you and they believe in you and that they know that you can get through the class they try to make you feel that way but that's not what they really saying they're being racist and some of them some of them don't get me wrong some of them might do care but you know the ones and you can sense the ones that are racist. Guess what? Systemic racism. Sometimes you might get denied from going to a college because you're black. 
you might get denied from being in a class or be picked on within a class because you're black. You might not even qualify for the same thing that white people qualify for when the school is open to any race. Why? Because you're black. They limit the stuff that they want black people to be a part of. And it sucks. But I was having a conversation with one of my homeboys maybe like last week, two weeks ago. But we were just talking about the different things that was coming to light after the George Floyd incident. And I made the comment that if you think about it, we are still slaves. We're just somewhat free. Let that sink in. Think about it. We are still slaves. It's not to the extent of what it was back then, but we're still we're still slaves. We still work for the man. We still um we're still out here struggling trying to make a dollar because they rarely paying us good. They tax us good. And it's hard trying to find jobs where you keep getting turned down because of your skin color or maybe because they feel as though you're not as educated or you don't meet the full potential of trying to work on this job. Why? Because you're black. So we're still slaves to white America. And also, if you think about it, there's moments where um, black people face a lot of um, hate within America because we're black. We get profiled mainly by these cops, but we get profiled by white people who are racist, who feel as though they still want to call us niggers without saying it. But we get profiled every day. And it sucks. But as black people, we ignore it and we keep going. But now we have reached a point where we're tired of it. And we're responding. And ever since the protests that that has been going on since the George Floyd incident, a lot of stuff has been changing. But we still got work to do. Because there's a lot of stuff that we can't really... Well, we can come back from it, but it's going to take time. And I heard on the radio this morning, I can't remember the lady's name, but she made a good point. She was on the Steve Harvey show. And she said, or maybe it was another show, but anyway, she said that as black people... We've dealt with a lot of um, situations when it came down to racism. We've dealt with a lot of um, killings due to racism. A lot of slaves got free and still didn't have the freedom because they ended up getting killed or whatever the case is due to racism. So now that we we are out here protesting or, you know, spreading awareness on our platforms, it's time that we work behind the scenes. You can still be vocal and still show that you're out here for the black people and you're protesting and you're making your, your voice be heard. But it's time that you work behind the scenes because that's where a lot of changes can be made. And she has a point. She has a valid point. See, people like me... And other people who use their platforms, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Anchor, um, YouTube, whatever. Wherever their platform is, or whatever their platform is, if they're spreading awareness, they're part of the movement. Um, If they're for the movement, you would know that they're for it. If they're against it, then you deal with them accordingly. However, if you have a platform, continue to spread knowledge upon everybody um, within the world. People may not understand what Juneteenth is. Explain it to them. People may not understand 
black history. Explain it to them. It's time that we educate. And while we're educating and spreading awareness and making sure that people understand what the black history is and the different truths within black history and not the watered down one, but the actual truth, other people can be behind the scenes making changes. They could be making sure that black people gain the um the correct um what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say freedom because that's not what I'm really trying to say, but gain the respect that they deserve. Everybody should be treated equally. And even though the equal rights they fought for it, however, it nothing was equal. It never got equal. It was a backhand compliment. And I'm going to keep saying this until changes is made. They, It was a slap on the back of the hand to say, okay, y'all want equal rights? Cool. We'll give it to you. But we only going to do that just to shut you up because we tired of y'all asking for it. That's how I felt. That's how I'm always going to feel. And until changes happen, I'm not changing my statement. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. Now, I'm going to tell you why I said this last topic is going to pretty much tie in within systemic racism. And this is why I say this. You have, we got, well, I won't say that we fully got justice for George Floyd. Because these officers still got to go to trial and, you know, different things like that. However, they let one of the officers go within that case. But you still have Breonna Taylor, who needs justice. She was an African-American black woman who was an emergency room technician. And she was killed by three plainclothes officers on March 13th. How is it that on March 13th, this didn't really hit the media and stick? But when George Floyd laid on that ground and couldn't breathe, her case came back up. And I know her family wasn't, you know, her mother wasn't really pleased with the fact that, okay, you know, I understand. And she had, she has a right to feel the, or, um, feel the way that she felt during that day because yes, we needed justice for George Floyd. And I pray that we get it. Brianna also needed justice and that didn't stick in the media. I didn't know about Brianna, um, Taylor, situation until the George Floyd situation. So that goes to show you within the system, racism is so heavy. They're going to make sure that they keep the white people clean and sweep what they did under the rug just to wipe out whatever situation happened with that black person involved. And that's ridiculous. March 13th and we're now in June and we still have no justice. Now, think about it now. They got a no-knock warrant to enter her apartment as a part of a narcotics investigation. This girl is a whole emergency room technician, or she was an emergency room technician. Why would she be dealing narcotics? I'm pretty sure that job drug test. Come on. And I dare anybody to say, well, she could still be doing drugs. Listen, stop. Now you stereotyping. Now you profiling. The whole drug thing, when it comes to black people, that needs to stop. It don't matter what type of job you're on. A black person has enough sense to know. That if your job do drug testing or random drug testing or whatever the case is, you're not going to touch drugs. White people be out here doing drugs too. Stop trying to pin that on black people. However, why would these people think that there's narcotics going on within that house or that apartment between her and her boyfriend or whatever the case is that they decide that they want to get a no-knock warrant? When they were saying, and fact check me if I'm wrong, but they already had the people that they was looking for in custody. 
So now my thing is, why did y'all go in that house? What was y'all point in going in that house? What was the purpose? I don't understand. And just so that y'all know, their names, Jonathan Mattingly, Miles Cosgrove, and Brett Hankinson. Brett is the one who got fired. Yes, he got fired. So now, let's hope that he, and he's the one that killed her. So let's hope that he gets charged. As he should. He don't need no parole, no probation, none of that. Give him life. Let him sit right in that jail and think about what he did. Put him in general population. Do whatever you got to do. But it's time that we get justice for our black people. Now, in this same situation, they gave her mother the runaround. They wanted to make sure that they keep this as quiet as they could. To sweep it under the rug. They even tried to play stupid and say, hey, does she have any enemies? Really? Really? Then, not only that, this is how it all ties along with the systemic racism. Off the bat, no questions asked, hands down, they went ahead and charged Kenneth Walker, who was the boyfriend of Brianna Taylor, they charged this man with attempted murder because he shot the officer in the leg. Now think about that. What do you call that? Discrimination. Um, I mean, systemic racism. Because they didn't waste no time putting that on his record. This man ain't never had a record on, on um, in his life. Ain't had nothing on his record in his life. Neither did Breonna Taylor. But they didn't waste no time trying to put something on their record. They didn't waste no time trying to charge this man with attempted murder. And they was going to leave that on there had black people not start speaking out about this situation. He shot the officer in the leg because he thought that it was an intruder. They didn't know who was coming in the house. And let's not forget, the gun was licensed. So he had a right to have it. And he was licensed to shoot. And that's what he did. They also, his attorney, Kenneth's attorney, made sure that they got the charges dropped and they don't want the charges to return because now it's under investigation. So they remove the charges as they investigate, but they don't want it to return and it shouldn't return because that those three officers coming in that house in their plain clothes, had no, they had no right to have a um, no-knock warrant when they already had the people they've been looking for in custody. Again, fact-check me if that's not correct. But it's time that all of this stuff right here changes because we sick of it. And I'm sick of it. I'm mentally tired of it. And these people really getting on my nerves. And ever since these situations been happening with white people who are racist... Ever since these situations been happening, you've been seeing it more as you enter the world or go out in the world. You see it more from people who really deep down have hatred against black people and they're now comfortable to just be out with it. And then you have the white people who aren't racist that are sick of the ones that are racist because it's being pinned on all of them. But we already know not all white people are racist. But the ones that are racist, them the ones that gonna end up getting smacked up one day. Cause they gonna run up on the right person and that person is not gonna be, they not gonna have time for them. And they, that's when they gonna get smacked up. But let's move on to Richard Brooks. Look what happened to him. Now, that whole situation really got on my nerves because, one, I have a lot of questions or maybe a lot of suggestions, but 
he was also murdered by an Atlanta police officer. And I'm assuming that it was a worker who worked at the Wendy's who may have called the police officers and said, hey, there's a man in the drive-thru and he's sleeping behind the wheel. Now, this is my thing. This is one suggestion that I'm going to put out there. Now, if you have somebody who's at your um, company or your job and they're sitting in the car asleep behind the wheel, if they're holding up the line, get a worker to go out there, knock on the window, be like, hey, I noticed that you're sleeping or, you know, you're holding up the line. Is everything okay? If that person is sleeping or whatever the case is, just be like, okay, well, can I get you to pull over? You know, if you need to pull over, do what you need to do, but you can't stay here. Just make sure you be off the property within such and such time or before we get off or whatever the case is. That That's one suggestion. That's something that they could have done. Instead, the police officer came. They was asking him different questions. This man just celebrated with his daughter and was leading up to his daughter his daughter's party on that Saturday. But you know they had fun doing different things beforehand. And you know, like he said in the video, he had him a couple of drinks, whatever the case is. The officer wanted him to take a sobriety test. Okay. Here's another suggestion. I specifically felt like maybe what if he said no what if he because he has that right if an officer asks you to take a sobriety test and you tell him no you don't want to take one you have that right to tell him that or tell her that whoever you have that right to tell them no you don't want to take one so in my mind i'm like okay what if he had told them no would the situation be different or would it be the same I also questioned that too. I felt like it would have been the same. However, I felt like it would have been an easier route. But because he said yeah, and I also read that he failed the sobriety test, I didn't see, you know, they didn't say within the video whether he passed or failed it, but people were saying that he passed it. But the article that I read said that he failed it. Okay still does not justify him being killed. They shot this man two times or three times in the back. But you know the autopsy rule that he died from, you know, organ damage or whatever the case is, but that came from him being shot. So, another thing. In the video, this man was in compliance. He wanted to, you know, let them know, hey, I don't want no violations. You know, this, that, and the third. They felt like, okay, why are you saying you don't want no violations? Did you do anything wrong or is it blah, blah, blah? Now, y'all trying to play stupid. If this man telling y'all he don't want no violations, he don't have to drive his car. Yes, I had a couple of drinks. He's telling y'all the stuff that he had. He didn't lie. He cooperated and took the sobriety test. So, if he's telling you that his sister stays right up the road... And he'll just walk to her house instead of driving. Why they couldn't let him do that? Now, if there was, if it was a white person, I promise you, they would have let him walk. Or they probably would have taken him. Or they probably would have let him call somebody to take him. Or, another suggestion from me, they could have let him call somebody to take him. But instead, he was black. So now they want to question him. They want to make it seem like, oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. He shouldn't have been behind the wheel. Da, da, da. So I felt like they just wanted to charge him with some type DUI. But if he's telling you that, hey, I'll just walk home. Let me let him walk or just take him there. Of course, they didn't want to do that. They want to automatically put him in handcuffs tried there was a um scuffle he didn't want to do it he ended up with the taser gun now think about it if they give an officer a taser gun that's for them to use to stop somebody who's just outraged they just you know they just can't get them calm that taser is gonna 
slow them down where they'll be able to do what they need to do. Why would you feel threatened by a taser? Explain to me when you got a freaking gun with bullets in it. They didn't even have to do what they did, but they killed this man all because they felt threatened by a taser. When you got this white man out here with a taser up against a state trooper and he's still alive today. This is what I mean by racism. This is what I mean by privilege. These white people can do whatever they want toward these officers and not be penalized for it. And because they don't get penalized for it, guess what? They let them run free. Dylan Roof out here getting Burger King after he done shoot up the church in Charleston. But you got black people out here, they commit one crime and the police already got the guns ready to shoot them. This has to stop. <laughs> this this is just, it's getting out of hand. Ever since the George Floyd incident, these officers were going buck wild. And they really doing the most. And the racist white people right behind them. And like I say, they're going to run up on the right one. And they're going to get smacked up. That's why I pray to God that I don't ever be in no situation like that. Because I don't have time. And I know me. And I know my irritation level. It takes a lot to get me mad, but I get irritated real quick. You start getting on my nerves. That blood going to start boiling. And guess what? Before you know it, I'm going to be done blackout. And you going to blackout. Because I'm going to knock your lights out. But I'm just being honest. That's how I am. Anyway, the chief, they stepped, she stepped down. And said that his actions had no justification. I know she tired of him. And he ended up getting fired and they charged him just that quick. But that if y'all can charge him just that quick, it don't take that long to go ahead and charge the officers for Breonna Taylor. Like something has to give. It's ridiculous out here. But you know what? All in all, like I said before, keep sharing these videos so that people can see what's going on, so that changes can be made behind the scenes. Spread awareness if you have a platform, and let's stick together, my people. We understand that all lives matter, but we ain't worrying about that right now. Until y'all can understand that black lives matter, we ain't thinking about no all lives matter. That's common sense. But again, black lives matter, and that's what the focus is on right now. Because a lot of stuff need to change. The history that was presented to us within in, within the schools, it's time that we change that. It's time that we bring out the truth of the stuff that was really going on in this world. And before I leave, I do want to touch on this. This little one, and it's not going to take long. J. Cole dropped um, Snow in the Bluff. And... Basically, he spoke on the situations within the world, but also he spoke on the fact that he felt as though no name kind of came at him, not in a rude way, but just saying that, you know, people who um, who catalog is basically about situations of this sort with a conscious mind, because that's what for me, that's what J. Cole speaks from the conscious mind. He raps about it. And he go on by his day. This man never claimed to be woke. He never claimed that he was the wokest person out here. And that he's this big activist. And He never claimed that. The listeners claimed that. Understand that. So he spoke on the situation. And he felt like the tweet that No Name put out was toward him. You know. He didn't take it to heart. But he just spoke on what it, what it, what it was. No Name. Well, all these people out here took offense and been ready to cancel him. And for what? Ready to call him misogynistic and all this other stuff. Listen, cut it. This man didn't come at her. He didn't diss her. All he did was acknowledge the fact that, hey, I hear you. I understand. But let me elaborate. And really, she didn't even have to make the tweet toward them because, and I haven't forget... Y'all be out here wanting these celebrities and different people to speak on certain stuff 
even if they have a conscious mind and they speaking from a conscious mind, y'all be wanting them to speak. And if they open their mouth and say something you don't like, guess what? Y'all ready to cancel them and be like, hey, they should have kept their mouth shut. No, you should have kept your mouth shut because you requesting stuff that nobody asked you for. And these people that you requesting to say something, they not even obligated to say nothing. But J. Cole and Kendrick both was out here protesting. So everybody protests or everybody spread awareness or everybody speak on the situation differently. If no name on her couch and she tweeting about it or if she out here protesting, cool. All he did was elaborate on what she said, took accountability and said, hey, soften your tone a little bit. You know, don't speak at a person or speak about a person because you feel as though they not doing something right or they not doing something a certain way. And y'all get mad about it. But then she turned around and responded to him with the whole freaking diss. Like, come on. And you talking about he shouldn't have taken the time to write a song about you when the world in smokes. But you turn around and did the same thing. You contradicting yourself. And then you making a big deal out of, well, the listeners making a big deal out of something that really wasn't a big deal because he wasn't coming at you crazy. And then people's perception of it is just out of this world and for some reason if one person think like that on twitter then everybody thinks like that and i just don't get it but hey like i said it wasn't necessary the tweet that she put out it wasn't necessary it's like she threw a rock and hit her hand then he respond took accountability acknowledged what he did or what he feel as though he's not doing enough of and then y'all get mad and want to call him misogynistic and then she responds and do the same thing that y'all preaching he shouldn't have done or she said that he shouldn't have done and she did the same thing so again basically he was just saying black people don't tear the next black person down instead educate spread awareness that's all he was saying and that's all i'm saying spread awareness if you have a platform spread awareness if you have the resources and you're able to make changes behind the scenes, do that as well. It's time that we come together, and it's time that we make a change. And with that being said, I want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of Delo Speaks. Y'all go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at Delo Speaks. Follow my personal page, at Ask Me Sucker. And you can follow me on Instagram, at Delo the Kid. And happy Juneteenth once again. Y'all have a good day.